Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. I'm so glad you joined in. I want to just bring to you some thoughts today that I've been chewing on throughout the day. I woke up with this on my mind, and, and the Lord just was reminding me about some some really neat things that I hadn't really thought about before. Something very special the Lord was kind of revealing to me, and I've been mulling it around in my mind throughout the day. And so I'd like to bring this to you today. And I want to talk about everlasting everything. I want to read several scriptures from the Word of God here in a little bit as we look at this. But we know that our God, the God of the Bible, is an everlasting God. We're about to read where he said that. He is the eternal God. He is everlasting. But what hit me today and this morning was the understanding and thinking about that, that everything that God is, every attribute of God, everything concerning him is everlasting or eternal. The word for everlasting is alam in the scriptures primarily. This is what's used. And it means something concealed or eternal, something beyond the vanishing point, something that's forever, perpetual, always, something of continuous existence and unending. The author of Hebrews records it this way, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, there's a constancy of a forever nature. It is He is unchanging, unending. There's an unending duration of time, of character, of attributes, of position, and of distance. And I was thinking about this when the Lord was reminding me about this. That everything about God, everything concerning him, every part of who he is, everything is everlasting. And so I did some research today earlier. I just did a little study for myself from the scriptures. And I want to share a few of those things from the scriptures that speak of this. First of all, God himself, the living an eternal God himself is everlasting. He is eternal. I want to read in Genesis chapter 21, verse 33. And it says this, Genesis 21, 33. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Here is the first time we see this title or name for God, the everlasting God, the eternal God. A tamarisk tree was representative of an evergreen or a tree that would stand and have a long duration, a very long life. In the scriptures, it signifies perpetuity and an eternal nature. Abraham believed on the eternal God. He was, in this context, had made an oath with Abimelech, 
in the land of Canaan, and he was making a declaration here by planting this tamarisk tree that he believed God for the promise that God had given to him because God had already told him he was going to give him that land. And it was going to be an eternal, everlasting promise. So Abraham takes a leap of faith and acts according to what he believes the promise from the Lord is, and that is that it's an everlasting promise. So after he makes this oath, and he is believing God for his promise, he plants this tamarisk tree, representative of a long duration, representative of perpetuity and everlasting nature. In Psalm 41, verse 19, and in Psalm 90, verse 2, and in Psalm 106, verse 48. All of those passages speak of the everlasting God, as does Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, and Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 12. God is from everlasting to everlasting, we are told. In other words, it's like a number line for infinity where you have the the zero starting point in the middle and then you go all the way to the right with the arrow, meaning that it keeps on going and going and going and going and going and going and going going, way you could never find the end of it. And then you start from that same point and go to the left with the arrow and it keeps going and going and going and going and going. From everlasting to everlasting, He is God, and He is everlasting. He is eternal. He is in a continual perpetuity, eternal state, eternal nature. And everything about God is everlasting. It's interesting because in the scriptures, it talked about several of these, and I'm going to mention them. I will read a few of the scriptures, but I will mentions several verses to you, and you can look them up as well. The covenant he made with Abraham is an everlasting covenant. Now, when you get to the New Testament, we don't have to worry about that. It's not just for the Jews. It's also including the church. And you find that to be true specifically by reading and understanding Galatians chapter 3, because Galatians chapter 3 is Paul's logical argument that proves that all who believe in Jesus are of the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. So this tells us that this includes both Jew and Gentile believer in Jesus Christ. We are part of that everlasting covenant. There were several covenants in the Bible that were made. Abraham's was an everlasting covenant, the one made with Moses. The Torah is conditional. For instance, you will find several times in there where it says, if you obey my voice, God is speaking. He'll say, I'll bless you and this will happen and so forth. He'll say, do these things that it may be well with you. There are other things that tell us that the Mosaic covenant was conditional, but the Abrahamic covenant, which includes the new covenant, 
that was prophesied by Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 31 and came on the scene with Jesus Christ, verified to us by the author of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 8, that that covenant is unconditional and eternal, as is also the Davidic covenant, the covenant with David that he would have a son to rule on the throne forever. And we find a verse in scripture that tells us about that in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 5, that God made an eternal covenant with David. So God has everlasting covenants. There is everlasting covering or protection or keeping with God. He is a covenant keeper eternally. I'd like to look at Deuteronomy chapter 33. And in Deuteronomy chapter 33, I want to read beginning in verse 26. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun, another name for Israel, who rides the heavens to help you and in his excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say destroy. The eternal God has these everlasting arms, so to speak, that cover and protect us, that uphold us, that give us that support underneath and that comfort in knowing that the eternal God is our refuge. I remember years ago when I had my very first surgery that this was the scripture that the Lord gave me. And it was beautiful because I had never had surgery before. I didn't know what to expect. And I was afraid. And the Lord gave me this scripture and, and actually showed me an image that was so comforting through this. He gave that to me and it left comfort in my heart. And so I wasn't afraid at that point. But underneath, the Lord showed me, underneath are the everlasting arms. He had me in his grasp. He had me in his eye, and he was going to be faithful and take care of me, and he did. His mercy is everlasting. Several scriptures speak of that. Psalm 100, verse 5. Psalm 103, verse 17. And Isaiah chapter 54, verse 8, all speak of his everlasting mercy. In Lamentations chapter 3, you also find out that his mercies are brand new every morning. Every morning. They're not, they're not only everlasting, but they're made brand new for us. Tailor-made for that day. Tailor-made for our need. And this word for mercy that we're discussing here, Psalm 100, verse 5, etc., is the same word that was used in Genesis 19, where it was used for the very first time, representing the mercy of God that rescued Lot. Lot got Lot into Sodom, but the mercy of the living God got Lot out of Sodom. It was his mercy that rescued Lot. And you can read more about that in Genesis chapter 19. 
The Bible tells us that he has everlasting righteousness. In Psalm 119, verses 142 and 144, it tells us about God's everlasting righteousness, his standard for right, his doing right, the fact that he is righteous and it is eternally so. He never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalm 139, verse 24, speak of a prayer that that was prayed by this psalmist, and he said, lead me in the paths of righteousness. Lead me in your everlasting way. That word for way is talking about the road that's frequently tread, tread or traveled, the path of life. The everlasting way is the same as what Jesus called the straight and narrow path that leads to life everlasting. In Isaiah chapter 9, 6, we read about what Jesus, the promised son, would be called. And in Isaiah 9, 6, it's called the everlasting father in most of our Christian English Bibles. But in the Hebrew, it really means Aviad, the father of eternity. The only one who can give everlasting life. The one who is the source, the one who has everlasting life, and the only one who can sire it, who can birth it into an individual and into our hearts. Jesus speaks of this in the Gospels when he talks about being born again, born of the Spirit of the living God, born through faith in Jesus Christ, the one who promises to give everlasting life to all who will believe in him. He is the Father of eternity. He has everlasting judgments. You know, when life is over, there are only two destinations, two choices. That's where you're going to spend eternity in one of those two, period. That's the truth. There is the eternal judgment of condemnation and hell and fire and judgment forever. That's what the Bible calls the second death, contempt, hell, and punishment. And there's the judgment that leads to life, the first resurrection it's called, it's summed up as life, everlasting life, given by the Lord Jesus to all who choose to believe in him. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, that he is everlasting strength. That word for strength is talking about him being our rock and our refuge in an everlasting way, an everlasting refuge for us. In Isaiah chapter 33, verse 13 through 16, it speaks of everlasting burnings, the fire of his presence, the all-consuming fire of his holiness eternally, everlasting burnings. In that passage, it gives us information on those who can endure 
his everlasting fire of his presence, that burnings of the holiness of God, and those who can't. But it's specifically telling us here that there is an everlasting fire of God's presence. The author of the book of Hebrews calls it an all-consuming fire. The Bible tells us there's everlasting salvation. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 17 speaks of that, as does Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 and 12. In Hebrews 9, it speaks of how Jesus has obtained for us eternal redemption, eternal salvation, eternal purchase out of the slave market of sin. He has bought us eternal redemption. He has obtained for us eternal redemption, eternal salvation. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 19, it speaks of the everlasting light of God. We can experience that through a couple of different ways. One way is through his word. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it speaks of how God's word is a light unto our path. It's an everlasting light. We can experience the everlasting light of the Lord through his Holy Spirit, who also illuminates us and leads us into all truth. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 12 and 16 speak of his name being an everlasting name, the Lord, the Redeemer. In several passages, it speaks of his being an everlasting kingdom, and he is the everlasting king. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10, Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, Daniel chapter 4, verse 3 and 34, Psalm 145, verse 13, and in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 11. All of those passages speak of the everlasting king and the everlasting kingdom and dominion that he receives and is given. I want to look this one up with you. This is so precious. Jeremiah chapter 31. And in Jeremiah chapter 31, I want to read verse 3 to you. Because here we find out that God is everlasting love. He is the God of love and his love is everlasting. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3 says this, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. How precious is that? God's love is everlasting. It's who he is. His love. He is love. And he loves you and me with an everlasting love, an unending love, one that is continual, always the same, perpetual, Praise God. His righteousness is everlasting. Speaks of that 
in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, where it talks about the Messiah being the one that will usher in everlasting righteousness. That day is yet ahead, but we are growing so, so much closer to it so fast. When Jesus will usher in everlasting righteousness, God's righteousness is everlasting. God's righteousness is everlasting. He has everlasting power, according to 1 Timothy 6, verse 16. No end to his power. And then I want to lastly draw us to a close with this one. This one is found in Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. There is an everlasting gospel. God has everlasting good news to share. A great message for every person in the world. His gospel, his good news of Jesus and everlasting life available from the wonderful everlasting God is found in Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. And it says this, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. So here we see that the good news of Jesus and the everlasting life that he offers to anyone and everyone who will believe in him is an everlasting gospel. And we have that treasure in earthen vessels. We've been entrusted with the treasure of this everlasting gospel to spread the good news of Jesus everywhere. His gospel is everlasting. What a comfort to know that not only is our God eternal and everlasting, but also everything about him is too. Everything that is a part of who he is, everything concerning him is eternal and everlasting. Beloved friend, even these points should just give us so much peace and comfort because our God is eternal. He is unchanging. He is the one who is and who was and who is to come, eternally existent, eternally the same, eternal and everlasting, everything. I pray this has been a blessing to you, and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of various messages that God lays upon the heart of those of us here at Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.